I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today we're going to be talking about cholesterol. Now, you've heard that too much bad cholesterol, or LDL cholesterol in the bloodstream can build up and form plaque, and that sticks to the artery walls. Now, to understand how cholesterol works, good or bad, high levels or low levels, you must first know what cholesterol really is. Now, number one drug that patients come in to see us with in our offices is, is a blood pressure medication. Number two is probably tied cholesterol and diabetic medication. So every time I look at these patients, I think, wonder if we're doing something wrong. We as a society, I wonder if we're looking at things and saying, okay, you have high cholesterol, let's lower that cholesterol. Is that really a good idea? We can talk about that today. Same thing with blood pressure medication and uh, diabetes. Yeah, we want to bring that blood pressure down and the medication works, but all three of those medications, nobody ever talks about why you have high cholesterol, why you have high blood pressure, why you have high, blood, high insulin or type 2 diabetes. And in many cases, you can take control of your life and either reduce or eliminate the need for a lot of these medications. I'm not saying don't take the medication. What I'm saying is if there was something you can do to reduce that medication, would you do it? And most people that come in our office say, Dr. Joe, I just want to get off my medication, whatever that medication is. Sometimes you can't, but sometimes you can. And then many times I'll sit down with the patient. I'll say, okay, let's talk about your cholesterol, which we'll talk about today, or diabetes, which we've done shows. It's on the website, drjoe.com. We've done shows on that, shows on high blood pressure. And patients say, I, I tell them what they need to do. Many of them say, okay, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Some of them are like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. What do you mean you don't want to do it? You just told me you want to get off your medication. Yeah, but Dr. Joe, I don't know if I could change my diet. Or they make up excuses. Well, I live with somebody, and whoever I live with is, is not going to change their diet. Or it's hard for me. Or you don't know what happens at work. Yeah, I do. I have people in my life that don't eat the best diet, people I work with, patients. And so I totally understand what you're going through. You're not alone. And so what we have to do is get in there and get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. So cholesterol is not a bad thing. It's a fatty wax. Uh, it's a wax-like substance kind of found in, it almost has the consistency of toothpaste. And it's found naturally in all the cells in your body. Your body needs cholesterol to manufacture hormones and manufacture vitamin D. If you've listened to my shows before, I talk how important vitamin D is. And the way you manufacture vitamin D is sunlight hits your skin and it interacts with cholesterol. UVB rays from the sun interact with your skin, interacts with cholesterol, and that produces vitamin D. If you're not exposed to a lot of sunlight, like if you're not walking around with your shirt off in the sun 20 minutes in the summer, chances are you're not getting enough vitamin D. This is why from fall back to fall and through winter and spring, I take uh, vitamin D supplements. You probably should too. So according to the American Heart Association, your body manufactures all the cholesterol it needs in your liver. But you can also get cholesterol in the food you eat. Dietary sources of cholesterol are primarily animal proteins. Things like meat, eggs, uh, full-fat dairy. These foods contain dietary cholesterol. However, 
foods high in saturated fats and foods high in trans fats, which can be fats that are heated to a high temperature, can trigger the liver to make more cholesterol. <clears throat> and that represents a major source of increasing blood cholesterol. So people say, well, Dr. Joe, I, I, my, I, I want to lower my cholesterol. Well, you can do it by not putting things in your body that stimulates the production. You can do it by staying away from the foods that have cholesterol. And most importantly, you can get your liver working normally because your liver is designed to produce cholesterol and recycle the old cholesterol. So because the typical uh, American Western diet is loaded with foods that raise cholesterol, and that's led to uh, an epidemic of healthcare problems linked to high blood cholesterol. So once again, the cholesterol may not be the problem. It's what's causing you to raise the cholesterol. That's the problem. Types of cholesterol and how they work in your body, um, uh, we want to talk about. Cholesterol is carried through the circulatory system on something called lipoproteins. Now let's break that word down. Lipo meaning fat, protein meaning protein. So there's small packages made up of protein on the inside and fat on the outside. And there are two primary subgroups of lipoproteins, high-density lipoproteins, HDLs, and low-density lipoproteins, which are LDLs. Now, HDL has been labeled as the good cholesterol <clears throat> because these lipoproteins travel around the body and they pick up excess fat in the form of LDLs and they take it to the liver, where it can be broken down and then removed from the body. LDL is called the bad cholesterol. It really isn't good or bad, but these are terms we've given it. Because when there's too much of it circulating in the blood, uh, more than the good HDLs, remember HDLs kind of carry the LDLs back to the liver. And if you have more than the HDL can scavenge and scoop up and ferry away, it can eventually build up in the form of plaque on the walls of the arteries. That's called arteriosclerosis. Now, there's a process that happens to make it stick to the artery walls. We're gonna get to that in a second. Plaque accumulation impedes healthy blood flow to the heart, the brain, the legs, the re reproductive organs and it raises the risk of heart attack, stroke, peripheral artery disease. Also in men and women, it can affect your love life. Many times when men and women have trouble functioning romantically, it's because the blood vessels are clogged up and they're not getting good circulation to the reproductive organs. So we can take pills to try to stimulate the blood flow or try to clean out the arteries. And that's really what we're talking about today. Another type of fat in the blood occurs called triglycerides. Triglycerides are a form of fat. It's not a combination of fat and protein like HDLs and LDLs. And it also circulates through your body. And holding on to energy or calories, they, 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 I don't like this. They, whoever they are, someone smarter than me, change the word calories to energy. Energy sounds good. Calories sound bad. Calories can be bad if you have too many of them. And you take this uh, via the food you eat. So high triglyceride level makes high LDL levels worse in terms of how much fatty buildup you can get on your artery walls. So triglycerides are not HDLs or LDLs, they're not cholesterol, but it's more fat in the blood. Now also, when you have a lot of fat in the blood, the fat can clump the red blood cells together. And when red blood cells clump together, they can't carry oxygen. So if they can't carry oxygen, you get tired. So one of the signs of high cholesterol, again, there's other things that may be causing it, is fatigue. Another thing you look for with high cholesterol if you have bags under the eyes with, with yellow uh, skin tags building up, that can be a sign of high cholesterol as well. So you can test your blood, but if you see somebody with the bags under the eyes and these little yellow skin tags, that's almost always a sign of high cholesterol. So understanding why some people have high cholesterol numbers and others don't isn't as simple as it seems.
For example, while it's more likely that an overweight, obese person's cholesterol is going to be at an unhealthy level or high level, it's also true that many thin people have high cholesterol. I see this every day in my practice. Patients come in, high cholesterol. Well, they look, they look thin. Why do they have high cholesterol? We can talk about that. Here are some factors that affect your cholesterol levels. Number one is heredity. Small amount. It's relatively rare. People come in, well, my father had high cholesterol, so I have high cholesterol, so it's hereditary. Uh-uh. That ain't right. Because many times your father has high cholesterol and you have it because you grew up in the same environment. You ate the same food. You had the same stress levels. So I call it familial, not hereditary. If you adopted a child, put him in that same family, chances are they'd have the same health problems. Now, again, it's relatively rare. It's a condition called familial hypercholesterolemia, or FH, for familial hypercholesterolemia. And may take, uh, it may make some people genetically prone to high levels of bad cholesterol. Now, there are two types, heterozygous, and in these people, it's an inherited abnormal gene from one parent, and homozygous is when you uh, in inherit two copies of the gene, one from each parent. Now, the homozygous is both rare and more dangerous. People with uh, familial hypercholesterolemia don't recycle the low-density lipoproteins as effectively, and it ends up in high levels uh, in the bad cholesterol in the blood, which makes them more prone to arteriosclerosis. Now, often starting at far younger ages than you would suspect somebody else. So if a child has it, we want to start looking to see if it's familial or not. And it can be in the body, it becomes a problem, and then we have to deal with it. Now, just because you have this genetic predisposition doesn't mean that there's nothing you can do about it. If you start changing your diet, if you start taking care of yourself, if you take care of your liver, the liver now is able to recycle this cholesterol. So again, with cholesterol, it's not that you're producing too much cholesterol, it's that you're not recycling the old stuff in most cases. And so what we need to do is maybe clean up the recycling bin. And this is an approach that works very well for people with high cholesterol. So if you have the hereditary, or if you have a parent or a sibling who had a heart attack early in life, it's recommended you begin your cholesterol testing early. Now, the majority of the familial hypercholesterolemia, uh, these patients need cholesterol-lowering drugs such as statins to keep their cholesterol numbers in range. It's rare. And a lot of people fall back on this and say, I inherited it. It doesn't necessarily mean you inherited it. So don't use that as an excuse. Smoking is another thing that'll raise your cholesterol. While smoking doesn't directly cause high cholesterol by itself, a major proven risk factor for heart disease and stroke, stroking and cholesterol kind of tie together. That raises your risk if you have high LDLs, low-density lipoproteins, uh, and then you smoke. One reason is that smoking lowers your levels of HDLs. So following this, HDLs hook onto the LDLs and carry it back to the liver. Smoking lowers your HDLs, so you're less likely to recycle the LDLs, or what we call the bad cholesterol and helping to diminish or erase that form of cholesterol's protective effect if you don't have the HDLs. Quitting smoking has an immediate benefit on heart health. Immediate. Research uh, review uh, published 2013, Journal of Biomarker Research, found that HDL levels increased uh, almost immediately in people who quit smoking. HDL, again, is the good cholesterol. Soon as you quit, levels start to go up. Folks, come on. How easy can I make this? Stop doing the bad things and do the good things. Now, diet, of course, if you've listened to my shows before, you know I'm big on diet. What you eat plays an important role in your heart health, but it's not just as simple as avoiding fat. Instead, eliminating processed foods that contain the trans fatty acids. These are listed on the label, maybe it's hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated. 
You want to avoid these. But here's the thing. Even if it's not listed, when you heat oils to a high temperature, like frying them, it creates these bad fats. So even though it may not be in the food, we don't put it in the food, but then we fry the food. Then you have it. Limit your intake of saturated fats, which come mainly from animal products. Instead, up your intake of unsaturated fats, things like avocados, nuts, seeds, olive oil. Gee, it sounds like what Dr. Joe has been teaching you for the past 35 years. Eat more fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Consume a diet based mostly of whole plant-based foods and something that's low in saturated fats. So you've heard this before. If you've listened to my shows, I've been yelling this for 35 years. There's not, it's not rocket science. We know the foods that are bad for you. We know the foods that are good for you. Maybe there's some controversy here and there. But the bottom line is that we know that a diet high in fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds is going to be very good for you. One of the benefits is going to be it can lower cholesterol. If you're going to eat animal products, you're going to eat saturated fats, I want you to limit them to the best you can. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. I have patients all the time send me questions through the website, drjoe.com. People send me questions. Patients come in. They come to my live lectures. They call into my radio shows. And they'll say, Dr. Joe, whatever the, the question is, do I have to do this forever or do I have to just do it until I lower my cholesterol, until I lower my blood pressure? I said, here's what's going to happen. You're going to do this. You're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel so good. You're going to save money, feel better, lose weight, sleep better, love life improves. No downside to doing this. Right now, you may not be able to see that in your future. But I say, give me 60 days. Give me 60 days. Change your diet. Take some real high-quality supplements. I recommend at least Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. The minimum supplements you should take every day. There are two powders. They're on the website, drjoe.com. Minimum supplements you should take every day. Do what I say, 60 days. At the end of 60 days, if I'm wrong, I lied. But I'm not wrong. And then at the end of 60 days, if you want to go back to your old lifestyle, I want you to feel free to do that. So in your head, you see an end in sight. There's hope. I don't have to have this horrible life as you're thinking right now. And then after you do it for a couple of days, you go, I feel great. This is amazing. I can't believe I feel this good. It's that easy. That's all I had to do. Yes, that's all you had to do. And then at the end of 60 days, you won't even think about going back. So I'm going to tell you, you can, but you won't. Getting tested for high cholesterol is really important. What do blood cholesterol results mean? It's important you have first a fasting blood test. Do not cheat, which means you shouldn't eat or drink anything except water for about 12 hours before your blood is drawn. This is not hard to do. People go, oh my God, I have to fast? No, 12 hours. Stop eating at 6 o'clock at night. At 6 o'clock in the morning, you can go get your blood test. That's 12 hours. It's not hard to do this. So a fasting test is more accurate for specifically measuring your triglyceride levels because triglycerides tend to remain elevated for several hours after a meal. Results will be listed in levels of total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, and triglycerides, and it's measured in milligrams uh, per deciliter of blood. Now, here's the thing. I had blood work done one time, and I didn't didn't realize I was going to get my cholesterol and my fats done. So I I didn't fast. I ate, got my my tests done, and my triglycerides were very high. Now, knowing what I know... I thought, what did I eat? I ate a very high-carbohydrate meal. Carbohydrates, what happens with carbohydrates is this, in case you're wondering why sugar makes you fat. You eat sugar. 
it gets processed into something called glucose. Glucose is the type of sugar that your body utilizes. That's the fuel your cells use. If it's, let's say, fructose, fructose has to be converted into glucose in order for you to utilize it. Once the cells are all filled up with glucose, they say, I can't take any more, I'm stuffed. They're full, cells get full too. The body says, what am I gonna do with all the sugar? I can't leave it floating around in the blood. Too much sugar in the blood can kill you. So what do we do? Well, we go back to the liver and we convert it into something called glycogen. Glycogen is where we store our sugar for use later. Let's assume you, your cells use up all their sugar, you're not eating, it turns it glycogen as a reserve tank. Once all the glycogen stores are filled up and you're still eating sugar, what happens? Your body converts that into triglycerides and triglycerides get stored as fat. So fat's another storage place. Your body wants to get junk out of the blood system. Sugar can be considered junk if there's too much of it. Your body wants to store it somewhere. Where can we store it? Glycogen. Once glycogen stores are filled, fat. And you'll notice one thing about fat, there's a lot of storage place for fat. You've seen people 600, 800 pounds, they're still storing fat. So you got lots of room to store fat. I don't want you to use that as a storage. And I always say if you're fat, and I've done many lectures on, on obesity, I used to be fat, so I can say the F word. If you're fat, you're not fat, you're toxic. You've just put too much junk in your body and your body's storing that junk for later on when it can get rid of it. How do you lose weight? Clean out the closet, get rid of the junk. And so that's what happens with triglycerides. And if your triglycerides are high, chances are that you didn't fast and you ate recently or... Your body really doesn't know what to do with all the sugar, so then you got to cut, cut back on your sugar. So here's what the tests are going to reveal. Total blood cholesterol. Think of this as your overall score. This number is the result of a calculation that adds up HDL, LDL, plus 20% of your triglyceride level. Who figured out 20%? I have no idea. Although stated guidelines point to a total cholesterol of 200 or less, that's desirable, anything over 239 is high, the number is less meaningful than it might appear. Why is that? What's important is the ratio of good cholesterol to bad cholesterol. If your bad cholesterol is up, but you have a lot of good cholesterol to take it back to the liver, it's less likely to stick to the artery walls. So high-density lipoprotein cholesterol, HDLs, you want that number to be uh, as, high, as higher, and, and a high HDL level is linked to good heart health. An HDL level of 60 or higher appears to be protective against heart disease. So if you have your blood work done, HDL should be 60 or higher. In contrast, if the level is less than 40, it appears to be non-protective and may be harmful. It's not going to be filtering out those LDLs. LDL cholesterol, less than 100 is the holy grail. A number of 129 or lower is good. A range 130 to 159 is borderline high. 160 to 189 is really high. And above 190, you need to get immediate attention on that. That's very dangerous. Triglycerides, normal levels of triglycerides vary between gender and age. High triglycerides are linked to being overweight or obese, being sedentary, smoking, drinking alcohol to excess, consuming a what? A high processed carbohydrate diet. Remember, carbohydrates convert into fats eventually because it goes through you know, glucose, glycogen, triglycerides. Normal level, 150. If your level is approaching 200, that's borderline high. Anything over 200 is high and levels of great and increases your risk of cardiovascular disease. Again, because there's more fat in the diet, more fat in the blood, I should say. If you and your doctor feel it would be wise to lower your cholesterol levels, they may prescribe something called a statin drug. How many people take statin drugs? Raise your hands. A lot of you. 
Cholesterol numbers are only a part of the picture, although most current recommendations say that the presence of the presence of diabetes, if you have that, you should start medication when your LDL is higher than 70. Again, if you don't have diabetes, that's a borderline number. If you do have diabetes, they recommend bringing that down as quickly as possible. Now, it's important, this is the key to this whole show, it's important to first try to make lifestyle changes. And this is how I feel about all healthcare. Get to the cause of the problem. Let's start the most conservative, least damaging way. This is why chiropractic is so popular. Chiropractic is the most effective, least expensive treatment for pain. Back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, headaches. Chiropractic, most effective, least expensive. Try that first. If you're not trying that first, you're doing yourself a disservice. Get to your chiropractor or come see us. We'd love to see you in Atlanta area. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We'd love to see you. Come see us. Let's do a chiropractic evaluation. Let's do chiropractic treatment. Most of our cases, major majority of patients get amazing results and don't need to go any further. If we need to go any further, we can refer you out or we can do in-house things. We can do blood tests. We can, do, uh, we can send out for, for pain management. Stem cells are very popular right now. Exosomes, if you've never heard of that, that's the new trend in, in stem cells. And so we can do that for you as well and try to get you well conservatively. If that doesn't work, if medication and, 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 and pain management techniques don't work, we can always go on to a final stage of surgery. We don't have to jump to surgery right away. In fact, all the surgeons I know, and I, I work very closely with surgeons, orthopedists, neurologists, every good surgeon will tell you only about 15% of their patients are candidates for surgery. So what about the other 85%? Probably you. You're probably going to be in that 85% range. And that's why you want to do conservative treatment. That's why when it comes to cholesterol, to high blood pressure, to diabetes, I really want you to consider trying conservative approach first. But here's the thing. You have to do it. You can't come to us and I'll say, all right, this is what you need to do. You need to cut out your alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas. You need to eat more fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. You need to read my book, Prescription for Extreme Health, Eating Right for the Health of It. Go to our website, listen to audios on what to eat, what not to eat. You got to do it. If you don't do it, well, then you could just jump right into the medication. And that's fine. Go and jump into the medication. That's great. But understand there's going to be side effects. All medication, by definition, are side effects. So consuming a healthy diet is really important. Go to our website, drjoe.com, and you, you could listen to the show we did called The Seven Deadly Sins of Nutrition. And the second show we did a follow-up called So What Can I Eat? Exercising. We just did a show on exercise. Go to our website, drjoe.com. Type in exercise. Quit smoking. Most addictions, cigarettes, alcohol, whatever the addiction is, the brain is just not working properly. And if we can get the proper nutrients into your body to get the brain to work properly, many of those addictions are manageable. But until you get to the cause of the addiction, which is the brain releasing dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that gets you high, until you get to that cause, you're not going to find the solution. You've got to get to the cause of the problem by getting the brain working. And we've done many shows on brain. Digestion is linked to all this. You can go to website, listen to the shows there. Get your blood pressure under control. Listen to our shows on blood pressure. Many times with blood pressure, it's something called the vagus nerve. The stomach can push up against the diaphragm and that can irritate what's called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve controls, partially, partially controls the heart. And I can't tell you how many patients I've seen over the 35 years I've been in practice where we adjust or pull the stomach away from the diaphragm, 
from a chiropractic standpoint, adjust the upper neck because those are the nerves that control blood pressure as well. And then we get the diet straightened out and then the blood pressure goes back to normal again. So if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're serious about wanting to get well, go to my website right now, drjoe.com. Do it now because you're going to forget otherwise. If you're driving, don't do it. Wait till you stop driving. drjoe.com. And you can book an appointment. You can listen to over a thousand hours of podcasts, audio and video. Uh, we have blogs that we write. The supplements are all on the website. If you have a question, send it to me through the website. I'm more than happy to answer your questions. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your friends about the show. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app.